302 Mafia. Look, it is a bad week. We lost to Dallas, but spirits are still high. There's still a lot to look forward to. And uh, how's everybody feeling? I think, wait, can we start off with a quick question for the viewers online? Jack, why don't you tell everybody what we were just debating about and see what the viewers think? So, viewers, we were debating on whether Tommy is wearing a red or orange shirt. Let me know in the comments is that if that shirt's red or orange. Because <laughs> it looks like a, a freaking pumpkin right now. Yep. I was calling the pumpkin man. Um, it is anyways. literally. Oh, no, don't say anything. NL, don't say anything, NL bro. champion. Well, you All I got to say something. is. So I get to rebut. 20, 2023 is around the corner. That's exciting. 2023 is around the corner. You know what's also around the corner, Jack? Your favorite segment, baby. What do I want when I'm in the state of Delaware? Of course, L Diablo burritos. Customer service always is serving your food with a smile on their face, asking how your day is, but their food is phenomenal as well. Their burritos are out of this world, one of the best burritos in town. Their queso is phenomenal. Their burrito bowls are amazing as well. When you're in and around Delaware, stop by your local El Diablo burritos and tell them that 302 Birds sent you. God bless, go birds. It is right around the corner. Um, Again, thank you, Aldea Burritos, for that sponsor. What's up, Ashley? How you doing today? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you guys? Uh, good. Fantastic. Fantastic. Could have been better, but, you know, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. We usually split it. What do you got for us today? Yeah. So my question, I mean, you can talk about that loss all you want. But um, obviously, there's a lot of college bowl games happening in the next couple of days. Like, a lot. Um any players that you guys are looking out for? Any positions that we're thinking, you know, if all goes according to plan, we could wind up, you know, easily in the top 10 picks from New Orleans if the cards kind of play in that direction. Any thoughts on positions, players that you guys kind of, are kind of keeping your eyes out for? Uh, definitely think um, we need a running back uh, because as we saw in the brutal loss against the Cowboys, even though we lost by six, Miles Sanders had that devastating fumble. That was costly and kind of after that fumble um, kind of set the drive to where we kind of un like folded. So he 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 fucked it up. Yeah. So yeah. I would say definitely running back. And I'm not mm -hmm. sure if he's eligible, but my guy that I'm looking at um, is the running back for Michigan. Um, yeah. I forget, his, I forget his name. But he's a dog. He's a really good player. Um, he's more up, up and down the field runner rather than Miles Sanders more I don't even know what kind of runner you call him yeah but uh, I think he would be a good fit in our in our program yeah I think the play that I've seen and I've heard about is the running back from Texas but honestly I'm just such in the mode of like you know what we actually have a chance this year to actually make it big and actually have a chance to go to the Super Bowl so honestly that's the only thing in my mind um but, yeah, I think when, when that time comes, yeah, I'll get more into it and uh, try and see what kind of prospects we can we can, we can can get, obviously. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, I think, honestly, that Sanders fumble was a big fuck-up for sure. Yeah. Um, so Wes Watkins also did not have a very positive game on, uh, yeah, on Sunday either. That was uncharacteristic yeah, of him, I think. Minshew yeah. had four turnovers, but really three. That interception to Quez wasn't really his fault. Yeah. Well, no, I think he only had he only had two because the two fumbles were Boston Scott and uh, and Miles Sanders, right? 
don't think Boston Scott fumbled once. It wasn't Boston. It was one of the other running backs. Maybe it's Gainwell. One of the other running backs fumbled as well. I know that. I don't know. I didn't think that Minshew played particularly poorly. It just no, we lost the game on defense. Is really what happened. But exactly, you just can't you just can't win with four turnovers. Minshew had a horrible game when it comes to a turnover game. What's the most important part about football? Hold on to the ball. Oh, if he holds on to that ball, that game's forty is forty to like twenty eight Eagles. That like it is literally. As easy as that. Yeah. It's not like so in my mind he had a horrible game. I don't I don't think he had a horrible game. No. I wouldn't say that. To go down to Dallas in that kind of environment, and um have four only turnovers, that's a horrible game. I mean the, the it was pretty much two turnovers and honestly it could have been three. Um but he, I, the, I, he I think the handoff to to Boston Scott was his fault. No, that was I mean what the yeah, so that was that was Boston. So the fumble, right. two interceptions. Right. It's the Ray. Yeah. The other fumble is Miles Sanders' fault. That's obvious. Yeah. But I think, uh, honestly, for, for a guy, I mean, yeah, you have turnovers. It sucks. But here's the thing. To go down to Dallas like that and to keep it pretty dang close, I mean, there was there was some plays that – those throws to Devontae, oh, my God. Um, yeah. Those were insane. So, you got you got to give the guy some kind of credit because he didn't have a bad – it's not like he had a horrible game. Um, he was getting the ball to Devontae a bunch. And – Somewhat the AJ Brown, but dude, Devontae was going up there and catching him like crazy. So, can we uh just say that uh, Sweat is a dog, he is a beast, yeah, and he should have deserved to be on the Pro Bowl. Um, yeah, he only needs 0.5 sacks to get 10 sacks for the I think that D line to get 10 sacks this season, all the D line, which is huge. Tommy, who do you think we need in this draft? The answer go back to Ashley's question. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I don't follow much college football, so I don't really ever know till ESPN's telling me or NFL Network's telling me in around yeah. February. Okay. Um, you know, the only not, college football I watch is Penn State, and even that, it's passively. So uh, all I know is they're playing in the Orange Bowl this year. So not players, but what position do you think we need? Position wise, yes. Well. Bradbury's going to want big money after this season because we only signed him a one-year deal, and he definitely proved his prove-me contract. So I don't think we're going to be able to afford him. So you're probably going to need a corner, and you're definitely going to need a running back because I don't see the value in in uh, paying big money to a running back anymore. Or running backs are a dime a dozen anymore. They're not. It's not like it used to be in the Jim Brown and Ladamian Tomlinson days where it was hard to find an insanely good running backs. Now you can easily find one that will be good for you for th- for about three years, and then you're on to the next one. So that is very true. Ashley, got anything else for us? I don't think so. I think that's it. Don't you want to say anything? No. Um. Just want to thank Ashley as always for coming on the show. Always rocking the merch. We appreciate yeah. you for that and uh, being a big fan. And, uh, I mean, if you want to give us a God bless, a go birds, a fuck Dallas, anything, you know, that you say for holding the door in people in Philadelphia. Yeah, um, absolutely. I can say go. go <laughs> we're going to try that again. Um, <laughs> God bless. Go birds. And have a great night, everybody. Thank, thank you, Ashley. Ashley. We appreciate you as always for coming on yeah, the show. You. Of course. All right. Take care. Again, Dang it, right. I want her to say fuck Dallas. Damn it.
again <laughs> everybody does i mean yeah there's only certain oh, people that i think can uh, it just rolls off the tongue for maybe yeah. that kid in the orange shirt just naturally says it not not yeah. here but you know, a game a couple bud lights deep who knows um moving on to our next segment time for Phillies talk with bob Ditch. did you guys have sound on that yeah yeah. Okay, cool. I didn't. Anyway, I was going to say, the ballpark Tommy sound is, that's crucial. Uh, like Phillies it. go out and make a big signing. It's a dude named Craig, Tom. And personally, Craig. I would never sign a guy named Craig, but change my mind, Tom. Prove me wrong. So, I like the Ke- Craig Kimbrell signing. So, Craig Kimbrell, oh, he started out as a stud. It's a real a tongue stud. twister, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um. For um, he started out as a stud for the Braves. He 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 was our arch nemesis for years. Here's he's you 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 pull up the perfect picture of him. He's got this funky like look into the catcher when he's trying to get signs and whatnot that he's known for. Um, hasn't had the greatest last two seasons with the uh between the White Sox and the Red Sox and the, he, but he was good with the Cubs uh two years before that. Um. Overall, I think I think he's the piece the Phillies need because whenever he was with the Dodgers last season, it when he they put him into the closer role, he kind of collapsed. They were hoping to replace Kenley Jansen with him, and he just really hasn't and lived up to that expectation. And however, this year he's probably gonna fill David Robertson's role, which is he's not really a closer. They'll leave that to Jose Alvarado and Sir Anthony Dominguez. He'll come into high leverage situations other than the ninth inning. And and if need be, he'll be bailed out by one of the other two. I think for the Phillies, too, to go out and spend money this season, I'm not complaining. And I think that you're in the same boat, Tom. And you're cheap like me. We're both cheap. Um, it's not my money, this though. is the season, right? This is the season to go all in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, can this guy be a closer too? He could be. I wouldn't, after seeing how he so part of the closer role for those who don't know baseball, there's a huge mental aspect to it. And, and some guys are just built different, and some guys just aren't built different. Um, he used to be built different. I don't think he's built different anymore mentally. He, um, he, he just doesn't, he doesn't have the mental capacity anymore that he used to when he was that dog in, in, uh, Atlanta. Uh, so no, I don't think he will be our closer. He's going to be a guy that maybe we could bring in when, uh, Sir Anthony or Alvarado need a day off from rest to close out the ninth. However, I don't think he, he will be our ultimate closer at all this season. Tom, do you think he's going to be better than Syndergaard? Oh, absolutely. He would a hundred. He's a hundred percent going to be better, a better option out of the bullpen than Syndergaard was. Right. And then, do you think he's going to be better than Robert, uh, Robertson? Yes. Okay. Robertson, I think, got overpaid by the Mets. I think yeah. the Mets are once again not addressing their issues. Sure, they got Carlos Correa as of now, although that deal looks like it might fall apart. Yeah. All they did is really replace the pieces that they lost in free agency and they didn't really go out and get anything new. Like they're going to have still good pitching like they did last year. However, I don't think 
they're going to uh, uh, make a deep playoff run because that team burns out guys like nobody's business. They have a horrible training staff. Have their coaching. I mean, Buck Showalter's an old school guy, and whoever their coach was, I forget who their coach was now off the top of my head before Buck Showalter. Here, he burns out pitchers. Look at Degrom. Look, look at Noah Syndergaard. Look at uh, uh, Wheeler. Here, they burned out all those arms while they were there. As soon as they left to go other places, it looked like they had a revitalization to their careers because they weren't getting burnt out. Now, the the um the the Mets have no shot really of making a deep playoff run because we saw with the Phillies is if you burn your guys out too fast in the season, you're not gonna win at all. So I'm not that too too concerned about the Mets. Sure they'll get 102 wins, but they're gonna burn out their guys to get those 102 wins. Yeah, you know what's really funny, uh Tom? Yeah. That all these Mets fans were jumping up in joy and joy and acting like they won the freaking lottery when they got Carlos Correa. But guess what? Carlos Correa right now is on the edge of maybe leaving the Mets and not even playing a single game for them because of his physical, which is kind of funny, to be honest. Absolutely. Yeah. I uh, legit lost my glasses. That's an issue. You should yeah. call them. I mean, they're broken pretty much because I had to super glue them today on a side note. Sorry for ADHD kicking in, but... Them bitches are gone. Um, just like the Phillies payroll this year. Ah, see that? Ah. How many fingers am I holding up? Uh, you're holding up five. Uh, okay, good. You see, you're good. You're going to be that kid, you know, back to middle school. The point is, Craig Kimball, say that three times fast. Craig Kimball, Craig Kimball, Craig Kimball, Craig Kimball, Kimball, Chris Kringle. I don't know. Come out, be a stud in Philadelphia. Uh, be what we need to be, be a flexible player, and have a response similar to what Bryson Stott had this year. This is for the little I know about baseball, but I think uh, you baseball fans will like it. When Rob Thompson asked Bryson Stott, what position do you want to play this year? I believe he said something along the lines of, I want to just play. Um, So wherever you put me, basically, I'll be happy, coach. So if you need to be a closer, be a closer. If you need to be a starter, be a starter. Um, I mean, 32 years old, we all know that pitchers can last a while. Christ, how old is Veerlander, Tom? Fucking 90? Yeah, 90 or 92, I forget. Yeah, so he's fucking old as shit. So at the end of the day, I mean, this is a good pickup, I think, for the Phillies. And, and I'm all for, let's put all of our chips in. Let's go all in on next year. Because I'll show you guys one thing real quick. Dutchie's going to uh, have a moment, Tom. I got the coolest Christmas gift ever oh, from my mother. Your mother, Tom. My mother. Your mother. I'm going to be rocking these all next year oh. at Citizens Bank Park. Let me get my montage. There we go. Uh, these bad boys. So I don't want to be rocking these looking like a dumbass. So They're do so- me a favor, Phillies. Keep pumping that payroll, and uh, I'll be supporting Tony Luke a lot next year at Citizens Bank Park, um, as well as Manco Manco and Chicky and Pete's. Give them both their love, but – Phillies are going to be solid next year and an entertaining team for sure. Ticket price is going to be going up though. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, they're going. They're going to be going insane. I mean, especially after you make a World Series run like that. I mean, you got to tickets got to go up for sure. Out of nowhere too. But anyways, um, on with one segment. Off to the other. Tom, I know you said you had to peace out. If you got to go, you're all good. But we appreciate you for stopping by. Adios, my friends. We appreciate you, BPT. Thank you, man. See you later, Orange Man.
Thank we're going from the field right next door to the court. Get those t-shirts. Oh, Get them. Well, where do I start? So last night we lost to the Wizards. Uh, it, was a, it was a tough loss. Um, and beat at 45, I believe. But, uh, yeah, we, we snapped our eight-game win streak. Uh, I wanted us to get to nine or ten. That would have been nice. But, uh, but yeah, apparently we're getting Maxi back. We'll get Tyrese Maxi back this week. Um, he's doing great, and he's going to make a good return. I, I cannot wait to see him play because I'll be at the next game uh, next Friday, I believe, so against the Bulls. So we'll be ready to go. Greggy Poo. Greg. Hey, guys. What's going on, brother? What's going on, guys? These... How y'all doing? Good. How do you feel about these Sixers? So the Sixers have been doing really good regarding that we haven't had Maxi, And then um, De'Anthony Melton's really stepped up in his role. Like we've seen some massive numbers from De'Anthony Melton coming in without Maxi. We've been winning games. We've been losing and winning games. We've been seeing a lot out of Harden. We've been seeing a whole lot out of Embiid. I went to a game where Embiid dropped 53 on the Hornets. Granted, it's the Hornets. Pumley is an old school player compared to Embiid. Um, so it's a different matchup. But you're seeing Embiid putting up MVP numbers. You're seeing D'Anthony Melton really showing himself through. P.J. Tucker has a little bit of concerns. But yeah, Harden's been really showing himself. His assists are up. His points are coming up, too. It's wishy-washy whether he pops yeah, off or Embiid pops off or who's doing what. So I think we're really seeing right now with all these injuries the depth of our team. And the important thing is we know we're good because when Embiid was injured, Harden was injured, and Maxi was injured, we saw role players step up. Harold, love Harold. He gets the yeah. crowd going. When I was there, he screams to the crowd. He was doing great. Yeah. He really comes in as that backup center that we needed. Um, we have a whole lot of backup players like George Niang. Um, Shake Melton, dude. Shake Melton. Can we talk about him? Like the other, oh, yeah, we he's saw balling, the other night when he got that half court. I mean, it was halftime, but half yeah. court buzzer beater. And he so, just comes in and does his job. Like, what more oh, can yeah. you ask for? Yeah, he's I balling, wasn't. Man. I wasn't. I don't know. I don't really watch the Sixers, but I will say, um, one game I saw, I forget what game it was. Um, Shake Milton just popped off off the bench, like, mm. and I he's not used to doing that. I mean, I could be wrong, but he's a good player and he's stepped step, definitely stepped in his role that we need him at. Um, and you know, see how the season goes on and progresses with him. So, questions are, do we? You know how we? I saw an interview today that James Harden's um, not thinking about coming back to Philly next year. Um, what do you guys think about that? Um, well, honestly, I keep on hearing these stories and, and I know that it's from Woj and Woj is a very knowledgeable analysis of the NBA, but at the same time, yeah, they asked Harden on Christmas and Harden had the best response to the, uh, the question. Um, he was like, Hey, you're asking me this question on Christmas. And here's the thing. Even if he wanted to answer the question, he can't because that's tampering. Um, it's they didn't even ask him about his Christmas. They didn't even ask him about his yeah, Christmas. No, was. they just went right into Houston. Yeah, not at all. So, but here's the thing: he would get in trouble. Um, that's tampering. The Sixers would get in trouble. The Rockets would get in trouble. James Harden would get in trouble. So, um, I think James Harden literally took the question in the best way and in the most mature way. I mean, to be honest, too, because yeah, you just don't ask that. I mean, but here's the thing: will he leave Philly? We don't really know. I mean, it really matters. We got to see what he can do this season. That's what we really care about this season and helping this team uh, go to the finals. Because literally he said before the game, I saw before the next game, he said, hey, I wouldn't want to be on any other team right now. He literally said this in the huddle. He said, 
I want to be here with you guys right now. That's what he said. So point blank, I think he wants to be here. And I think if the Sixers offer him the right contract, the right amount of money, I think he'll stay. I think so. All right, so that's the question. Do we think he deserves that right right contract, quote-unquote? If he produces more. Or better yet, does really he kick want that long-term contract? If you read the article by NBC Sports, James Harden not looking for a long-term deal anywhere, it says. So does he want to lock into something like that, or is he comfortable staying here and hanging out at cheerleaders and Delilah's? I think it Look also it. matters on how far the Sixers can go this year. And really, if Doc Rivers can really um, keep this consistency going that he has right now um, and not fold like he usually does. So if he can keep the same kind of consistency going with the team, I think, yeah, you know what? Harden can keep on producing the numbers. Um, he had the 21 um, assist game. That was insane. I think he like tied a sixer record, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, that was that was crazy. But, uh, yeah, I, I do see him coming back to Philly, hopefully. It, but it really depends on if this team is championship material. And it's situational, right? Like, it's completely situational. You have to look at who this is. You don't blame him for a long-term contract. He has his own wine, I saw. He has plenty of money. He doesn't care about the money. Money's obviously a factor, but you got to think of him. He's a vet. He might be a Hall of Famer. Like, he's looking to be a legend, right? He's missing a ring. You look at all these people at their age, the old vets, the legends, they're looking for a ring before they go if they don't have one. Because that's kind of an insult to their career. Like, they have a great career, but they have no ring. Right? So, and Rockets actually have a really good young core. They've been building up picks. They've been rebuilding for two years. They could be really good. So, who's the blame if he wants to go back to Houston, from what I heard? But also, why would he stay if after this year, let's say Embiid gets traded. Let's say Embiid wants to trade. Let's say P.J. Tucker isn't worth it. Let's say the team crumbles and we don't want it. Why would he stay? Same thing happened with the Nets. He saw it falling apart and he left. He wants the ring. End of story. Sixers are the next best option because we're the most suited for a ring. If we don't get one now, then there's no point for him to stay. He doesn't yeah. want his career to go down. He built his whole career in Houston, right? So he but left is he going to get a ring in Houston? That's the thing. Again, they have a good young core, but if he's not going to get a I ring mean, anywhere, I, I don't he see might it. as well finish out a franchise player. Yeah. Right. So that might be his mentality there. And that's why, again, he doesn't have a long term contract in mind because he's not a long term player right now. He's been playing for a long time. He's played his career. He wants to finish it out the right way. If he can't, then why does he continue? I, I could see it like a situation kind of like how Iverson came back to the Sixers, uh, where Harden will uh, retire. Um, I mean, if this happens, he will just stay with the Rockets and then he'll, he'll, go up into the wind and retire there, obviously. Um, and then probably get his number retired there. Cause most likely he's getting his number retired in Houston. There's no way he doesn't. There's just no way. Right. Agreed. All right. Yeah. Greg, you got anything else you want to say about the Sixers before we wrap up? I want to say for those who are salty about the wizards law, they get the loss against the wizards the other night. <clears throat> I just want to say the Wizards, I think they beat them where they're beating them right now. They just beat the Suns. So the Wizards, for some reason, just turned into a really good team out of nowhere. They're doing good. Yeah. Porzingis is good, even though Beal's injured. So for those who are like, oh, my God, they're basing their view on the Sixers right now off that loss to the Wizards. We have been beating some pretty good teams. And that loss to the Wizards doesn't really mean anything because they're going off. Teams go off, and that's yeah. fine. They're hot right now, so it's a good, it's a good loss. Yeah. No, and Beat still had 45 points. He's still exactly. had a great game. 
and so that's you, can, you can't take that away. I mean, you're going to lose games. In, there's 82 games. You're not going to go yeah. 82 and 0. You're just exactly. Not. So Jack Dorton would. Jack Dorton would. Jay Dell would. Jordan. Jay Dell ain't no bitch dog. You heard it here first. Greggy Poo, always awesome yeah, having you on the show. Thanks for having me. We need, it, we need a link up. Because I love Greg. No, I'm just yeah, Greg's awesome, man. Greg, we appreciate you as always. Um, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for dropping some Sixers knowledge. And uh, how was your Christmas? It was great. Great Christmas. Uh, gearing up for the new year, man. That's Did awesome. uh, Santa Claus get any new dunks? Anything cool? Anything? No, I got a hardened t-shirt. I got just miscellaneous clothes and some ski gear. So nice. going out and west to ski in January. Look so. out on the slopes. There's a uh, yeah, handsome fellow with a beard coming down. And it's not Santa Claus. <laughs> oh! All right. All right. Have a good night, man. See you, buddy. Fellas. Happy See holidays. Happy holidays. We're all going to try to go to a game soon, I think, at uh, Wells oh, Fargo. That'll be fun. But look, baby, the stash is back. My guy, Gardner Minshew. I talked about it today on our TikTok a little bit. Gardner Minshew should start this week. Regardless, minimum, let him play the first half. If it's to shit, if everything's gone to hell, then take Jalen Hurts and let him play the second half. Why are you going to put your most valuable asset, your best piece for the playoffs, the conductor for your offense out there and put him at risk to get injured? doesn't make any sense to me. So I don't foresee the Eagles doing this. If Nick Sirianni does this, for me, this is actually a huge red flag um, to his credibility as a head coach. Um, Minshew, I think Tom said it earlier, so I'll play devil's advocate. Tom said that Minshew had a horrible game. Look, Minshew had two picks, but we also had two fumbles. And I know I busted Booby's balls earlier, but Miles Sanders is literally my favorite player on the team. And Miles Sanders is from Pennsylvania. So Miles Sanders would probably say, I fucked up. There's nobody that was more upset or angry after that game than Miles. Just know that. Um, it was a team effort, though. It wasn't just Miles. Um, the two interceptions that Gardner had, the fumble, and then, you know, everything else just wasn't a good game all around. But all of that, which blows my mind, the Philadelphia Eagles were in it till the very end. Um, Gardner Minshew had 60% completion percentage and 355 yards and was putting the ball in some tight windows, two touchdowns, but for a backup QB, Hey, that ain't bad. So if all goes to shit in the playoffs, which knock on wood, I hope it doesn't. I'm just saying, maybe we have a guy that we can bank on, um, similar to BDN BDG. Uh, but anyway, I won't jinx anything. I won't get there yet. I'm just saying the staff should be back this week, especially against a team like the saints. Um, it, it does not make any sense to put anybody else out there. So one thing I just want to say, what, what, what was my score prediction from last week that uh, I think I said 35 to like 28 and you guys like, oh, you're crazy. Gardner Mitchell's not going to put up those points. He did, even though he lost. So Chris and Chris, fuck you for saying that I was wrong. I um, did not. Yeah, you did. All of you guys did. I said 31. Shit. I said 31, man. Oh, my God. Oh snap! What did you? Back what did you? Words. What, what did you say? Air, air shit! What did you say? I, I, I didn't hear you. What did, what you, did you guys? Say? Both, both Chris's, you and the other Chris, said that. Um, I was crazy for saying that. Mitch was gonna put up thirty-five points. I never said that you were crazy. I said you were a damn fool. Okay, it's a difference. <laughs> 
it's a difference, okay? So, you know, don't 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 be upset, guys. You know, you you had a good effort. You you had the good college fight. All I want to know is where the hell are my cheese steaks? Hey, I need to get Junior over here to help me split it. He said he doesn't have a job. But me and KJ will find a good place. Uh, I'll text you tonight now that I have your phone number. I got your digits. You're, I'm going to well, be a hemorrhoid. You're going to have to tell me to stop texting you, Dallas Cowboys. Well, KJ texts me all the time uh, wondering if he could join the Cowboys so he can learn how to win. I thought you were going to say he texted you up late at night. Hey, Dallas That's Cowboys. Dream, I'm, no so way. I'm thinking about you. How you doing tonight? No. My ego's lost. It's real lonely over here on the East Coast. I was just wondering. He, he, he texts me a lot of things. Hey, man, how can I get this girl to like me? I'm trying to grow my mustache back. It, it's still not working for me. Uh, I, I, I learned how to dribble in high school, but they still wouldn't start me. All these things. And I told yeah, him, I said, bro. He's a story point guard, man. <laughs> so, you know, K, KJ is my man. You know, he can text me anytime, and I give him advice. And I keep trying to give him this one advice. Quit cheering for somebody who will always let you down. I've seen those five Super Bowls. So I'm one of those who's seen them. Okay. I've seen them. Yeah. You know, I've seen them. So, you know, it's cool. Anyway, let's go back to the game. I'm not worried about KJ's love life. It'll never happen. Anyway, uh, the game. What do you think about Minshew specifically before you get into the game? Because we got that for the next topic. But what about Minshew from an uh, opponent's perspective? Minshew played a hell of a game. That's that's what a quarterback's supposed to do. He he fit the ball into tight windows. He did things that that a quarterback should do, other than run the ball and get hurt. So Minshew what are you, did you a wonderful the game job. back there all night long, man. Look at the TV behind you. What you still watching the game? The highlights? Well, well I'm just trying to give y'all a reference point, just in case y'all think I'm lying to you. What actually happened in the game? Oh you God. know, always got a comeback. I love it. Hey, hey. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm listening. All right, all right. Here's the thing. No, I don't have a comeback. Oh, shit, here we go. Always after they beat us, they act like they won the Super Bowl because they haven't experienced the Super Bowl in a while. So I get it. KJ, do we need to go back to your TikToks after y'all beat the Cowboys? Do I need to go back to your TikToks? After after y'all beat the Cowboys, who were going absolutely nuts? Everybody on the 302 birds were going absolutely nuts because y'all beat the Cowboys other than getting swept every year like y'all normally do. So you guys were going. So don't say we go like we go into the Super Bowl after we beat the Eagles. We're used to beating the Eagles. It's nothing new to us. Check our record, 76 and 55 against the Eagles. Yeah, We're used to it. So so let's not go there. It wasn't like I was celebrating so hard that we beat the Eagles. No, now. I wasn't saying you were, but I'm just saying since the TV's on and the game's on, it just you know. Like still no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm trying to give you a reminder of what happened. Okay. Dallas Cowboys, Chris. One Cowboys fan messaged me on our Instagram. I want your opinion on this. He said, uh, "I actually, it's another doubt. It's your yo. It's your alter ego." I'm like literally not even kidding. This is the other Dallas Cowboys Chris on Instagram. So I was trying to tag you in our post, right? Be a gentleman, take an L like a man. Tag my buddy Dallas Cowboys Chris. Trying to be a nice guy, right? I tagged the wrong Dallas Cowboys Chris. Seriously, this will be pinned on our TikTok tomorrow. Probably will do a ton of views. Anyway, the point is, this mofo Chris literally. I message him, I tag him, and he goes, "Go fuck yourself and fuck Philly." Voted for Biden. 
fuck you. And I was like, what the fuck? How the fuck did we get into who I voted for, who I didn't vote for? Number one, you don't know anything about me. And number two, where the fuck did that come from? So what's your opinion on these Cowboys fans? And then he said, Dallas Cowboys 2024. And I said, is that your political party? I'll seriously, I'll send you a screenshot of this. He's my new buddy. Well, first of all, all that is hilarious. First of all, why did you have to go? Why whoever that was had to go so hard like that? Look, man, sports and what we do, it just banter back and forth just to have a little fun, you know, to rib each other. You know what I mean? It don't matter. He went to who you voted for, and he don't even know who you voted for. That's so funny. But, hey, man, in Texas, it's a Republican state, so, you know, they hate Biden down here. <laughs> That's yeah, all look, the thing. I'm not saying I disagree. Uh, I'm just saying, in my opinion, the way that I, I would never bring politics into football. It was just odd to me that the first ever message I got from this guy was, "Fuck you, fuck Philly, and fuck you for voting for Biden." I'm like, wait, okay, fuck me, fuck Philly. I get that. I love that. Come on, lay it on me. Give it to me. Uh, I love it. Come on, keep it coming. And then he goes, "Fuck you for voting for Biden." Like, fuck. Hey, hey, you should. You should have told him uh, about five million other people did too. So you know, hey, let it go, brother. I have to go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, let it go. Let it go. Uh, it is what it is. I mean, let's let's break down the score a little bit. I, I I made a graphic just for you to come on the show tonight, buddy. But come on, I, I mean, were you upset after the game? You were kind of. I, I know. Uh, you said to me we were texting about it. it. Didn't really matter as much. But what was your opinion after this game? What pissed me off more than anything is they had a chance to win this game. They had a 10-point lead multiple times in this game and blew it. Um, everybody points to that third and 30 play where they they gave that up. The play where they lost was the play before when Linval Joseph had the ball in his hands and let it get wrestled away from him. He picks the ball there, game's over, Eagles win. Um, damn, this echo back. Um, but – but yeah, yeah, they had a chance to win the game and just didn't do it. But as long as they take care of one of these next two games, this Cowboys game means nothing. It means absolutely nothing to the Eagles. Okay, all right, all right, all right. it's me. Um, yeah, no, it was uh, it was a tough loss, obviously. Um, we were all pretty pissed off. I, uh, Cowboy Chris knows the present I got from my cousins. Um, it was something very bad, but it is what it is. But, yeah, I mean, they had a bunch of opportunities, and you just can't win a football game with four turnovers. You just can't. So, honestly – it's a tough loss, but we just got to move on, and we will see them again, and it's going to be different. I'll tell you that right now. It will be different if Jalen Hurts is playing for sure. Seriously, Chris, I found it. Okay. It was Here's how the message started from my guy. I sent him an audio message after he sent me that. I said, fuck you, motherfucker. I did my best uh, Texan impression, and he didn't like that. He said, suck it. You seem good at it. Oh my god! I love this guy. I said, "Will you come on the show this week?" And then I got blocked out. Wow! Wow! Look, look. No, in all seriousness, there's there's a certain 
uh, aura that comes as a Philly fan during Dallas week, win or lose. You take mm-hmm. your loss like a man. You take your loss like a man. And, uh, yeah, you do what you got to do. And uh, a bet's a bet. Eagles lost, but that's the beauty in sports. If you want every game, would it really be that interesting? Nobody really likes going to a Harlem Trotters game because they know the result every time. At least I didn't as a kid. Come on, give me something with suspense. And they always win. This game and the NFC East in general, you never know what's going to happen. This was probably, I would say, in my opinion, one of the best Eagles-Dallas games in years. Um, It was back and forth all game long. Gardner Minshew had a Solid game. I wouldn't say great, but the team is what fell apart at the end. It was a group effort. It wasn't one mistake. It was a combination of mistakes. So you walk out of here losing by a score. But the thing that I think is really interesting to me is even despite having the biggest dumbass in the world, Jonathan Gannon, as your defensive coordinator, um, you go down into the Cowboys' red zone in the last two minutes and have a chance to walk away and win the game. So doing that with your backup QB, that's a real, real good sign to me personally. Um, and I'm excited to see what we can do. Well, my, my question is, okay, so do do does Thrill Two Birds think that Prescott is ass-ass now? I mean, everybody, you know, with your Shady McCoy saying he's ass-ass and he put 40 points on y'all, vaunted defense, Okay. With a pick six. With a pick six, and y'all had a 10-point lead twice. So, you'll stop the run. You completely stopped the run. Cowboys couldn't run the ball on the Eagles at all, right? They couldn't run the ball. Do, do we all agree? We averaged two yards of carry. So, how did we win? Through the air. Who did that? Dak Prescott. Okay? So, I think, I think Dak Prescott is the key of that game. Of course, our defense right now is ass because we don't have anybody in the secondary. We can't stop anybody in the second. I mean, because we got tons of people hurt. Just like your guys start dropping like flies in the game. You know, it is what it is. You, your Hall of Famer get hurt. He, you know, that, that was a blow right there. Then your, your safety gets hurt. Uh, who else got hurt on your team? It was another kid got hurt on your defense. Starting quarter. Well, uh, yeah. So, you know, but then you you, you try to bank on, on big game slay. And I got T-shirts for sale that says third and thirty if you need one. So, <laughs> hey, hey, the Chiefs, the Chiefs got the the nineteen second T-shirts. I got third and thirty T-shirts for sale in, in Philadelphia. I'm walking around Philly tomorrow with them. If you need it. Oh, for well, sale. I'm, I'm down in Dallas tomorrow with the fourth and twenty six T-shirts. <laughs> hey, well, we're gonna me and KJ will come together and seriously uh, figure out a way to get you a real. Philly cheesesteak. I got to find a place down there in Texas that's qualified. So let me talk to some people and, uh, you know, figure something out because I'm not going to give you anything bad. We're from Philadelphia. We got a, a certain standard with our cheesesteak. I've done some testing in uh, New York, and I'll tell you right now, their cheesesteaks are shit. Um, but, yeah, we'll see what happens in Texas. I'm, I'm guessing that Texas cheesesteaks are a little better. But we'll see. Oh, I would think so. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's it's cool, man. But no, I, I'm I'm not one to to keep busting y'all balls. I mean, it was a good game. It was a good NFC rivalry game. That's where it was. You know, that's all it was. You know, I'm glad Minshew showed up. Okay, because Minshew showed up to make us show up. You know, I I didn't think it was just gonna be a cakewalk because I I, I thought I had much respect for y'all defense and I thought y'all running game, which it still worked, man. Y'all were getting seven eight yards a pop when it when y'all ran the ball on first down. It just seems like, you know, the, the two interceptions 
I don't really think they were on Minshew. I think they were just great plays by the Cowboys. I mean, they, they're coming over the top and snatching the ball from y'all's receivers, you know? So how can you blame Minshew for that? And then on the on the fumbles, I don't know why you run a read option with, with somebody who don't run the ball. Why wouldn't you just hand the ball off to him? You know, it's not like if Jalen Hurts was in the game, you run a read option and they fumble, then you should be upset. You know, hey, man, that's what you do every play. But when Minshew's out there, I think that was the offensive coordinator's fault. He's not a read option quarterback. Why are you running read option to somebody like he's going to keep the damn ball? He's never going to keep the ball. <laughs> that makes no sense to me. I'd rather for, you know, if I was an Eagle fan, I'd rather for them to run play action than anything. Don't run a read option and drop the ball twice. Yeah, yeah it was, Tommy uh, was talking it's about a lot of self-inflicted wounds. Go ahead. Sorry, KJ. And I don't know if you heard before, but Tommy was saying that Gardner Minshew had a so-called bad game. Um, that's what he was saying. So maybe he needs to stick to ballpark and, and baseball, obviously, because Gardner Minshew didn't have a bad game. And Cowboy Chris no. just said it. He didn't no. have a bad game. He didn't. He had an excellent game. Yeah. Yeah, an excellent game. I mean, didn't he throw for 300 yards? 355. Yeah. I mean, how, how is that a bad game when you throw for 300 yards and what, what two touchdowns or three touchdowns? He just thinks it's a bad game and we lose every time. When we lose, it's a bad game for the quarterback every time. No, That was a great no. dream just as a football fan. Oh, at the end of that game, I had a smile on my face. If you look at the and I lost to the fucking Dallas Cowboys on Christmas Eve. If you were to fucking flash forward in January, hey, you're going to lose to the Cowboys on Christmas Eve and have a smile on your face. I'm like, what the? Am I going to be like drugged up or something? Like, what do you mean? Like, that's that's seriously like a, a real I don't know how you how good of a game it was on both sides. That if both sides had a smile on their face after the game, it's good football because we're excited to see what will come. Um, in January. But real quick, I do want to thank my guy, Dallas Cowboys Chris on late notice, as always, for hopping on, talking that shit, as always. We appreciate you, brother. Hey, man, anytime y'all need me, man, I'll have fun, man. I love 302 Birds, man. Y'all keep doing what y'all doing. Peace out, brothers. Peace. Take care, man. See you later, Chris. And speaking of uh, looking forward to the playoffs, Lane Johnson today uh, basically comes out that he's going to delay his surgery, so he'll be good to go quote-unquote, for the playoffs. Uh, Kata, what's your opinion on this? Are you nervous? Are you excited? Do you think that this is uh, going to be lingering? What do you think? Um, I almost feel like this might be Lane Johnson's last last year. Um, he, he's talked about retiring a little bit before, so this may be it for him. Um, so the whole surgery thing doesn't really worry me too much because I think, you know, if they do somehow go out and win the Super Bowl, I think he's going to retire anyway. So, yeah, give him a couple weeks to rest. Hopefully we get that first round by. He's got three weeks to rest. He should be feeling a little bit better. It's probably just a pain tolerance thing at this point. Um, but they need that right tackle. They need that anchor. I mean, he's been a pro bowler for a long time for a reason. I'm not too worried about this one. And I feel like Driscoll can come in and slide in there and be okay because um, you still have four other pro bowlers on the offensive line. See, that's what worries me, all right? So I'm, this is a similar injury to J.J. Watt's injury beginning of the season, right? Um, and, I mean, I think it's smart for him to play. A little nervous because maybe he's not healthy for the playoffs. Uh, but I honestly don't trust Driscoll at all. Um, we've seen him play 
couple couple snaps this this time, and once there's pressure on that side, it always gets to the quarterback. So I'm a little nervous. I'm happy that he's toughing it out, and maybe once we get that bye week when against the Saints, but able to rest up and uh, play the rest of the playoffs. But uh, I'm happy he's doing this. When I heard he was injured, I got a little nervous because I don't trust Driscoll at all. One thousand percent, I don't. Yeah, I think the problem with Jack Driscoll is he's still very raw uh, as a as a player. Uh, I think he hasn't had enough opportunities yet uh, in the NFL, obviously. But but yeah, I mean it, it is really a liability with him, uh, as as Jack said. Yeah, he does. But that right side is like a struggle for him for sure. Where's the left side? I think yeah, right side. I'm pretty sure. Um, right side. Yeah, and. Losing a guy like this is a huge hole. I mean, even Cowboy Chris said the guy is a future Hall of Famer. Um, he's just – he's a building block for sure. And you just you just can't stop him. I mean, I think it was like five single seasons. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence just couldn't get to the quarterback because Lane Johnson was the guy who was guarding him. So it just shows how much of an impact he's had on this team for years. And it's great to see that he wants to keep on going, even though the doctors are telling him, hey, you know what? This is a 10 to 12 week injury. You should probably stay out for the rest of the season. He's saying, fuck that. You know what? Uh, I'm playing for this team. They need me. I'm going to go out there and I'm, I'm going to just keep on blocking the freaking defensive ends, man, and doing my job. So I think he's I think he's honestly taking this like a like a true for sure true player. I agree. I think you're right, KJ. Like put all like we were talking about with the Phillies. Philadelphia as a whole as a city, put all your chips in. Go for everything. The Eagles are in win mode right now. The Phillies are in win mode right now. The Sixers are in win mode right now. So, Lane Johnson like Kata said, this could be his last year. So, just go in for it. I mean, that surgery really it matters. Don't get me wrong. I'm not discounting Lane Johnson's body. I'm just saying for the Eagles, it doesn't matter for the team necessarily as much, especially if that means we're going to get him now for a Super Bowl run. And Lane Johnson, I think, understands that. He's a veteran. He understands that the NFL is a business, and we'll rest him for these next two weeks, and then it's like, all right, we're going to have three weeks. If you know some of these playoff games, if we're ahead, maybe you can ride the bench a little bit, let Driscoll get a little bit more experience. That way, if it does get aggravated or get worse, you have a guy that's ready to go. Um, but for the Philadelphia Eagles, I mean – this is going to be a big loss. And even the injury, even if Lane Johnson is playing at 80%, 60%, you're going to notice it is what I'll say, but it's probably better than most players still. So, I mean, I, I like this move personally. I mean, like Kata said, like, yeah, we have four other pro bowlers on the line, but at the same time we've seen it throughout the season when we have those pro bowlers out in the starting lineup, and we have these other guys in. It's not the same offense line that we're we're used to. Um, it's not they're not re reliable. Um, so, granted, yeah, I, I trust that maybe if Lane Johnson were to sit out, believe in Driscoll. But at the same time, we've seen multiple times a season that when we don't have those starters, there's five five starters or six starters on the line. It's it's very detrimental to us for sure. Did you want to say something, Chris? Consider yeah, yeah. Would you guys consider starting Diller left tackle and moving Mylotta to right tackle? Ooh. I was reading an article about that. I think that's a really good question because it's 
an interesting one. Um, I have a video tomorrow coming out tomorrow about it where I address it. And basically what I say is I would not move a pro baller or a pro ball caliber player out of their position. You know what I mean? As much as I think that I see what you're saying, it's almost like playing Madden. You like have, okay, uh, Malata is like an 86 overall at left tackle, but he's an 82 at right tackle. Whereas, you know, you have somebody like Dillard who's a 77 at left tackle. It's like, are you making a sacrifice here? I think left tackle is too valuable for the Eagles, especially the way that they play. Um, don't If it ain't broke, don't fix it with Malata is my opinion. What do you boys think? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm 100% with that. And I think Driscoll will get a little bit better as he gets more snaps. I mean, the times he's been thrown in there, he's been thrown in the middle of the game. That's right. it's so hard to go in. Yeah. You're going in in the middle of the game. Like, it's tough. So keep keep uh, keep him out there for now. If it gets bad, then maybe you switch him. But for now, no. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, like Dalton said, if it's if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. One thousand percent. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think with if you switch Mulata's position, um, I think it's gonna be a little difficult for him. Uh, even though he's been amazing and he is a Pro Bowl caliber player uh, for sure, you don't want to confuse him because he's he wasn't a football player before. And even though it is just a switch of sides, I think it honestly is more complicated that than that. Um, and there's different tactics to it. But, uh, yeah, I think, honestly, you could put Dillard there. But at the same time, I think Driscoll can get it done, though, even though we might not have some confidence in him. I think Driscoll can get it done from one game and prevent the Saints defense from getting a couple sacks or, or whatever. Time for everyone. Time for everybody's favorite part of the show, 302 Trivia, with your host, Jack Dalton, the mayor of Delaware. I got no clue why the fuck that glitched out. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, thanks again, Fancy Football Network, um, for sponsoring that ad, or for this this little ad, whatever you call it. Uh, the question I got for you tonight is, which former Eagle won the ESPN SB Award for Best Championship Performance in 2018? Again, I'll read it to you. Which former Eagle won the ESPN SB Award for Best Championship Performance in 2018? And I will say somebody answered it in the comments earlier, like probably about half an hour ago. Um, but I'll give you the answer at the end of the show. Thank you, Jack. Um, all right, fellas. Eagles have a little bit of a hole, a predicament at corner. Would you guys say it's time for Craven to come home? Um, the guy knows his system. He's already played 21 games in Midnight Green. And the thing that I find really interesting, he never had any, a pick for the Eagles. I never knew that. He did have one forced fumble. Yeah, I won the playoffs. Back, five passes. Oh, yeah, yeah, he had a pick. Loss. It feels like the he plays that he playoffs. made, though, were game-shifting yeah, plays the way I remember him. Um, so I say, yeah, welcome this at all means. Going into the playoffs, getting more depth in the secondary. Um, somebody that has chemistry with Slay, why not? The guy's good at nickel. Let him play nickel. Uh, you got Slay and Bradbury on the outside, and then Gardner Johnson will be coming back. And then if you need somebody else like Epps or Blankenship, you got it. I think that this is a really solid secondary if you add Craven LeBlanc into the mix. Um, as well as, I mean, if any of our uh, Madden players are out there, you remember how fun that golden ticket was to play with. So if you know, you know. But uh, in all seriousness, I would love to see this guy come back and uh, play in Midnight Green again. Did he – play on the team that won the Super Bowl or did he come the year after? Does anybody remember? The year after. 
He didn't. 2019. He came, I believe he came the year after. Yeah. So he got a pick in the uh, in the playoff game against the Saints. Um, if I'm correct, he did get a pick. Uh, but I don't think in the regular season. So you might be right about that. Regular season he did not, but then in the postseason he did. Very clutch one too. So where has this man been all season? So he was on the Raiders, and then he got released by them. So he hasn't really played a, a snap this season. But than- no, he has. But here's the thing with Craven. He has on. I've seen on his social media on Instagram. He's put on a story many times that he would love to come back to Philly. And yeah, he's all for it. You're right. He is really like I've never seen anybody that um, excited about trying to be on a team, and he's not even on the team yet. Um, like to be back. He's like he's asking. He's pretty much just like begging Howie, please take me, take me. I'm here. Um, and he was saying any other team as well, but he was going back to a lot of the clips that he had with the Eagles, and it seems like he misses us. And I think it would be a great reunion. So here's the thing. So he's played 21 games in Philly, and that was with uh, the other defense coordinator, right? What's his name? Um, uh, Jim Schwartz. Uh, Jim Schwartz. Yeah, Jim, Jim Schwartz. Uh, so I wouldn't mind bringing it to the Eagles now, but at the same time, he hasn't played a defensive down with John with John Gannon at, as defense coordinator. So I don't know if it's – not like Gannon's fucking coaching anybody. It's like they're all just running around playing football. It's all true, but – yeah. It's not like we have a system. He point blank said that. That is true. We, we kind of just need him right now because yeah, we kind of just need depth. It's not like Gannon's out there fucking playing yeah. nickel. Because Avante Maddox is, is a is another huge loss, and I know he's been injured a lot. Um, he's a player that's been bitten by the injury bug, and yeah, Cravon would be just a great addition. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't I, mind I, it. I, Go ahead, Carter. I I'm I'm against it. It, the, the guy hasn't recorded a stat since 2020. He's He wasn't that good at the end of 2020. After he had those couple of injuries, he was nothing. Yeah, I get he's been a fan favorite, but he's just not that good. And with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson coming back, he's going to be your slot corner. They're going to keep re-blankenship at safety, and that's how they're going to roll the rest of the year. I don't, I don't think that nickel corner is that much of a worry at all at this point. Um, they just need to be smart about it. And if there's a guy like C.D. Lamb – completely gashing you down the field. Move somebody else into that slot corner. Move Bradbury on him. Move Slay on him. I know they're not technically slot corners, but if you man-to-man them, they can play on it. I mean, and also the good thing is, like, the next two games, the receiving core isn't that strong as it as it was yeah. against the Cowboys. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't think it's going to be an issue. Um, and I do like what Kata said was – Keep Blankenship at safety, and then Garner Johns coming back, put him at slot or whatever, and it will be fine. We'll be good. I mean, it sucks because you know where I, the value comes in for Cravon though. Yeah. Um, and sorry, not to interrupt. Um, just when we go against a team like the Vikings, though, um, or even the 49ers, or honestly the Cowboys, because they have a good running uh, offense now. Cravon's really good at getting those running backs like Tony Pollard. On the outside, he's that cornerback that can tackle when he's playing in the nickel that's going to get to the outside before the linebacker. And if you look at some of his hits, I mean, the guy knows how to get low. I was just watching some of his highlights in the background, and that was the main thing that reminded me of of Craven LeBlanc is, okay, we have a really good run-stopping cornerback who, if we utilize him correctly, 
could be a big impact going into the playoffs. Yes, he hasn't recorded the stats since 2020. I hear your point, Chris. Um, but, I mean, we need it. Like KJ said, we need that depth. Yeah, and I think, honestly, it's going to be temporary. We're not going to sign him to a huge contract. It would just be for um, maybe even the maybe a little bit of the playoffs and then also just these next two couple games, hopefully. I mean, probably not this game because they haven't got him yet. So it would probably be like the Giants game. You know, moving on. Um, for this uh, graphic, I think the biggest threat, believe it or not, is the San Francisco 49ers. Um, Brock Purdy's playing really well the past couple weeks. Um, they got CMC. Um, their offense looks really good, and they're probably top five defense as well. So I think the 49ers are a big threat um, to, the, to the Eagles for sure. I'm not worried about the Cowboys, not really worried about the Vikings, and I'm not really worried about the, the Buccaneers because – Tom Brady hasn't been looking the same this season at all. Um, so I'm not, that's the only team I'm really worried about are the 49ers. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Brock Purdy, I mean, I know he doesn't have too much experience, but in that kind of offense right now, in Shanahan's offense, he's really striving. And he's doing very well for a guy who was the last pick of the draft last year. Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of hard to believe. But um, that defense is nasty on the Niners. They're very nasty. They got a lot of great players over there. Um, they got – who's it, Bosa? Yeah, they got Nick Bosa over there. Um, yeah, they're a team that I think is the biggest threat for us. I'm not really scared of the Buccaneers. I think Brady is a fraud. I really do. Um, also, Kirk Cousins and the and the Vikings, we beat them in Philly this year, and they kind of were very silent against us. The Cowboys – um, if we have Jalen Hurts back, I think honestly we can beat them, and Hurts um, will be great when it comes back in Philly. Um, so, yeah, I really see the Niners as the threat when it comes to the playoffs. Can I ask you a question? You said that you don't see Tom Brady as a threat. No. Are you sure? Even even no. that eighth grade bullying second graders mentality going into the playoffs when it's time, when it matters, you think at this point, father time's caught up with him. And I it's mean, over for the old man. No, because here's why I think it's different for Tom Brady this year. I mean, he lost his, uh, his lover Giselle. So obviously he's hurting. Um, and honestly, yeah, he, I mean, the thing is he's, he's lost that. He doesn't really get to see his kids that much and whatever. So, um, and he's just, he's got different. I mean, this year they just, they're wait, not do you know that about his kids? What? That he doesn't get to see him that often? Is that like well, obviously he doesn't now because they're probably – because obviously like they were in the same – it's just common sense. I don't know. That yeah, I just, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't think Tom Brady is done. I think he'll – he needs a change of scenery. Um, I think he'll come back next year. Where um, do you think he'll go next year? This is interesting. This is taking a great oh, turn. I, I did hear some news about this. I honestly – don't fucking say Miami I'm, and be a fucking no, 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 no. A I'm going I'm to honestly say 49ers. 49ers. I mean, he's – dude, what's his face? Garoppolo's done. Uh, Brock Purdy, yeah, he had a good run. You know, he's not going to start next season. And Trey Lance, who knows what he's going to do. But, at the I mean, I think that's where he's going to end up. Or somewhere on where Gronk, Gronk meets up with him there. And where's no, number sixty nine at tight end? Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I do see, I do see Brady going to Forty ers If he goes anywhere else, it's not the Niners. He's going to the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. 
because Derek Carr just got benched by them. Uh, they don't believe in Derek Carr right now. Um, I just I don't see them having Derek Carr as their starting quarterback over there. So they could – and the Raiders were the team that was really interested in Brady when he when he was leaving New England, and then all the John Gruden stuff happened. So that's what kind of faltered him to go to Tampa Bay instead. That was fucked up, uh, what the Raiders did, I thought. Derek Carr has been your franchise guy for all these years. Um, been through turmoil with your franchise, as NFL Mike put it. You've basically been through thick and thin. And you don't even let the guy finish out what could possibly be his last season. And then he goes out to say a couple years ago, if I'm not playing football for the Raiders, I'm not going to be playing football. I'm going to be golfing. So going to wow. be interesting to see what happens in uh, Las Vegas this year in the offseason. But there's, Kata, there's a team that I'm the most afraid of in the NFC, fellas. Do you know who that team is? I'm going to say Vikings. Yes. Look, you got Justin Jefferson. You got Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, and Kirk Cousins shirtless on the plane rocking a bunch of chains. There's – look, I'm all in for the Vikings if I'm not in for the Eagles and the NFC. Um, this could be their year to do it. I think that they're probably the second most consistent team in the NFC, and a lot of people will be like, what do you mean by that? I mean, look. The Cowboys are a good team, but I'm not ready to say that they're that team yet. Call me biased, whatever. I don't care. I just lost to them. I'm salty. Let me have my moment. Um, in all seriousness, I'm not I'm not scared of the 49ers. Jack's saying, you know, Brock Purdy's playing got good football. Uh, Brock Ugly is what we're going to be fucking calling him because he's not going to play good football against us. Backup QBs are notoriously not really good against the Eagles. So I'm not I'm not scared of Brock Purdy. Um, especially in a playoff game in Philadelphia. Um, I think that it will be a close game, but I think Philadelphia should win that game. I still pick the Eagles. Uh, the Buccaneers, they are probably a team that I wouldn't sleep on. Um, coming into Philly, Tom Brady, look, Tom Brady's going to get one playoff win this year. I don't know who it's going to be, but mark my words, Tom Brady's going to get one playoff win. So if there's a team that I'm most scared of in the NFC, it's 100% the Vikings. Some people will say, why don't you put the Giants up here? Um, are you really scared of the Giants? Sorry, Giants. Kyle, who are you thinking? All right. So the biggest threat to a title for Philadelphia. Rock ugly. Oh, Luke is not a fan. <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles are their biggest enemy because they've beat themselves twice already. If the Eagles play their brain of football and don't turn over the ball, they win those two games and they're an undefeated team right now. But they lost those two games. If you can continue to take care of the football, they're going to win a Super Bowl. But Eagles are the biggest threat. I agree. I mean, I'd rather have those two losses than undefeated because then I feel like there'll be a target on our back in the playoffs and we may fold like we under pressure. Um, so I don't mind those two losses. Yeah, they're rough to have. But, um, yeah, no, you're actually right. Like, we could have easily won – the Cowboys game, but we we went up 10 twice that game and then just turnovers. Like, we are our own enemy, and that's for sure. And I feel like that's uh, all of Philly sports. Would you guys agree? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. For sure. That's people around this area in general. Just exactly. something in the wood of. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, guys, that's all we got for you. Before oh. we wrap up, though. Time for everybody's favorite part of the show, 302 Trivia with your host, Jack Dalton, the mayor of Delaware. No.
Thanks again, Fans Football Network. Uh, thanks for sponsoring that. Uh, the The question was, which former Eagle won the ESPN SB for the oh wow award for the best championship performance of 2018? Um, and the answer is BDN. Thank you, NFL Colin. Thank you, guys. Thank. Good night, Los Angeles. Love you guys. Los Angeles. It's Philadelphia or Delaware. Come on. It's from. It's from. Uh, what should we call it? Fuck you, San Diego. That was what KJ yeah. thought, I believe. Oh, shit. Yeah. San Diego. There you go. As uh, always, motherfuckers, I got it this week. God bless. Go birds. And I want to thank somebody real quick for coming on the show tonight. If you guys don't already uh, drop a guy, got how to follow. We appreciate you guys. Deuces, motherfucker. KJ, KJ is certified lover boy. <laughs>